ho, ho. All right, that was a little cheesy. But hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. I'm very proud to announce this is episode number 40, 40. This week's episode features Steve McDonald, art director for Burlington Beer Company. We came to learn of Steve through some our sleuthing on the interwebs, and we connected with Steve by way of Sweden. So we've gotten two artists that we've connected with in Sweden. We are huge in Sweden. So we are excited. It was a really great opportunity for us to speak with Steve, learn about his career, his path, love of art, snowboarding, branding, you know, and how he teamed up with, with Burlington and has been doing their art you know, pretty much since the jump. So it's a really great story. I think that what Steve is doing is very unique. The art and designs, uh, the line work, it's very, very unique. And like we always say, we hate to use this word, but it's simple, but it's uh, approachable, and it's really just a lot of fun. So we want to uh, let you know that we're very excited. Hopefully you're joining us this holiday season. Maybe you're hungover from a you know work holiday office party or... You know, just got a little crazy, you know, rocking out around the menorah. Whatever it is, we are happy to have you. We really appreciate it. This time of the year, it's most important to be with family and friends. And so we do appreciate it and we do value your time. And we just wish you and yours a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, or whatever it is you're, you know, celebrating this, this late December as we head into the year 2018. We'll have one more episode for you, episode 41, and then we'll be cruising on into a new year, which is really exciting. We are rocking and rolling, and some cool things are in the works, and we thank you for for being a part of it. So if this is your first time joining us, or you are just a little bit forgetful, remember you can check us out on the World Wide Web's 16ozcanvas.com. You can find us wherever you get your podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. I'm not sure, maybe iHeartRadio. Alexa will hook you up. So it's all good. Get in touch, and you can find us on the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So don't be a stranger. We love to connect with folks. We'd love to make new introductions, and we're just having a really great time. The feedback has been really positive. We are interviewing, we are researching, and we're working on our fifth 12-pack. So that'll put us right up through the the year anniversary in April, and that's really exciting. We're happy to share that with you. And like I said, we're working on some uh, new stuff as well, a 3D version of the project, and we're trying to, uh, well, well, we'll leave teasers. I'm going to spoil everything for you. But hopefully you are on the nice list, and uh, Santa's going to be good to you. Maybe get yourself some uh, you know, cooler full of cold ones or something. But we are here. Our, we are free Christmas presents, so uh, if someone charged you for it, you know, good on them for being able to get you to, to pay for that but this week i said is uh steve mcdonald art director burlington beer company really great story really natural discussion it was really you know on the same page with steve and it was really just nice to, to sit down and talk with him you know on the other side of the uh of the world and it's just really great to to find other like-minded folks here we're building a community and you are a part of it so we do thank you and you you know we, we see you over there and you and you and you so that's our little version of the, uh, you're cool, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out. Sorry. Sorry, I had to use a little vulgarity. But anyway, we are rocking and rolling here. This is the 16-ounce canvas Art of Craft Beer podcast, episode number 40. Steve McDonald, Burlington Beer Company, right here, right now, right here, right now. Fade to black. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us this week, Stephen McDonald, checking in via Stockholm, Sweden. As I mentioned to Stephen, we are becoming huge in Stockholm, so we uh, we thank Stephen for checking in. Uh, Stephen is the art director and kind of the creative vision behind uh, Burlington Beer Company, and uh, you can find him on the uh, World Wide Webs at Steve G. McDonald, and that's like... Uh, like the the burger people so it's mc not mac mcdonald he's also on twitter 
and Instagram. So thanks so much for joining us today, Stephen. Uh, given the time difference, it's uh, always great to connect with folks on different parts of the world. So thanks for joining us today. AJ, thanks for having me. Awesome. So like I, like I told Stephen, we're just going to kind of get into it and uh, you know learn a little about Stephen. Uh, I learned that you know, pre-show we did, you know, that, uh, Stephen is, uh, from Vermont, but, uh, he decided to, uh, he now lives in, in Stockholm. So I'm excited to, to learn about that part, but just kind of wanted to, to learn about you as an artist and, you know, what, what's, what's your path and kind of, uh, how did you always, how did you kind of get into art? I was, this is one of my favorite parts of, uh, these interviews is kind of the, the path or the life journey. So how did Stephen, uh, get into art and, you know, graphic design? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. Um, nice, well, we're already hitting it off. He's already complimented me, so I'm in, he- <laughs> I'm in heaven. I'm just gonna copy copy and paste that for every question I ask. And it's gonna be like, man, this Stephen guy loves his questions. No, no, it's a it's a good one. I, I mean, I'm I'm just trying to be as as honest as I can. I mean, I did it for some math credits, to be honest. Um, there was a like a a digital uh, prepress binding kind of class. Um. That was actually open at my uh, a, a, a trade school in my high school, um, and uh, it was given like given to me as an option. And I was snowboarding and skateboarding a lot at the time, so for me, obviously, I had been drawing a lot in, in my past. My mom's actually a, like a really good painter. Well, I don't know would you consider good, but she was, she, she inspired me basically um, at a young age to kind of like dabble in those things. So I. I kind of had a little bit of that pretense of what it was, but I didn't really know in printing bindery, it's not really the, like a smooth connection there. So um, yeah, to make it short, I just joined this like year long course. And, you know, I, I, I mean, my maths, <laughs> my math credits need to get bumped to graduate on time. So uh, I joined up and I, I found this great, great class. It was it was really awesome. I actually went for two years instead, um, just because. And uh, I really found what I wanted to do there. Uh, I knew really early on. Uh, I was around, you know, 16, 15 and a half years old time. So, you know, it's it's uh, kind of blessed to actually like find something that I actually kind of want to push forward with at that age, uh, quite young. Um, of course, things were, you know, drastically different back then. We had, you know, our computer, <laughs> the computer setup was... <laughs> Kind of different than we have now um yeah so i i think uh yeah that's kind of where it kind of kicked off for me and and really wanted to like actually design snowboards that was like that was the big push for me um and it was through like a you know the next six years of my career um just wanting to get you know some some snowboard out out there so um, and right if, if you go to your website you you've done snowboard so i mean that's kind of that was seems like a bucket list right to, to love skiing and snowboarding and then to to put that into action and design design some of the boards is pretty sweet that was my first stop you know um so you know I, for maybe people that aren't listening from you know my local area um, burton snowboards um started pretty much you know in our backyard in in, in vermont so you know, there's a lot of influence there, the skateboarding, snowboarding kind of stuff. And it was kind of how I grew up and a lot of my friends and, you know, what we did together. And, you know, I was, I'm, I mean, AJ, you've never seen me in real life, but I'm quite short, you know, quite short guy. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I always had these like dinky little, you know, puppy dog snowboards and my friends would have these like, you know, really cool 156 165 kind of centimeter you know cool graphics um so i don't know it, it kind of started there basically with me like wanting to like influence something with design um and then uh so yeah yeah i i, I ended up going to uh, a couple guys actually started a, a company they left they left burton one of the engineers and one of the head art directors and they started rome snowboards and that was like where i did my first internship uh, coming back from college. So now I have to imagine, right? The first time, like, I, like the question I is with the beers, like the first time you saw the beer come off the kind of the canning line or the bottling, but like for you, that must've been sick, right? To, the first time you got to go out, you know, kind of shred with you aboard that was your art. I mean, you must've done that, right? That must've been like a huge, you must've been, that must've been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was a woman's line. It was a <laughs> I did a women's line first. 
but I, I definitely didn't care. You know, yeah, I took it out. yeah. <laughs> I, I, see, I the last time I and I've I don't know if I've told that last time I went skiing. I haven't been since college. I hit a tree and I hit it like really hard, and I haven't gone back since. And I really love the idea of it. So to me, like just the woman's line, the men's line, the one thirty. Like I'm, I'm just like if you get down the mountain and you don't fall, like I, that to me is amazing. So like I'm just like the Winter Olympics coming up. Like that just has me. I just like watching that, and I'm just amazed that forget the times i'm like they're just they're not they're not being sledded down the mountain today by the uh, by the patrol i'm like that's a good that's a good day for me <laughs> yeah. yeah no excellent now now you mentioned your home is you know you're from vermont and like we're speaking to you in sweden today so what 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 brings you to to sweden um yeah that, a little bit of backstory on that is more that i I had moved out to Portland, Oregon, uh, after moving back to Vermont and working at that, the internship um, after college, and uh, moved out to Portland. And Portland's kind of like the snowboard mecca. It's like, you know, you can surf and skate and snowboard all in one day. It's kind of like there's a glacier there, so it's, you know, Mount Hood is a real, you know, a real hot spot for you know these spring and fall and you know summer snowboarding. So. We packed my truck and me and my friend moved out there. <clears throat> Not much cash, um, you know, and that's like Nike town, you know, a little disabilities out there. So, you know, I started working on a printing press and then, um, you know, an offset press. And then I was, it was there for a while. got my first graphic design, like real graphic design job, uh, got lucked out big time. Um, worked for the, the son of, um, uh, Smith, uh, Smith goggles at the time and he had a little design studio. So I was doing like work for atomic skis and Jones soda. And then I ended up like meeting this, um, this really nice girl from Sweden. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she was working there at the time and she, you know, moved back and my situation changed, uh, from that, from that position I was talking about earlier. And then, you know, I, I just had this kind of opportunity to make this big jump. Um, you know, I was like 26, 27, so still a little bit dumb, a little bit calculated as well. <laughs> I'm still a little bit dumb. I just turned 39, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't want that to end. A little dumb, a little dumb yeah. works so well. I actually think it really, it's a, it's a great thing to add to any yeah. mix. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I mean, and that you know, I came here and I kind of didn't really know, and I, I ended up getting a job really quick, and I didn't think that that would happen. Um, so I got a work visa and, um, yeah, so I've been here about seven and a half, almost eight years now. Um, which is kind of wild, you know, when I think about that and it's like a, you know, a large portion of my life is been here, which is kind of strange, but um, the heart wants what the heart wants, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. my, yeah, I'm not as, I mean, I'm, I live in Connecticut and it's not anywhere much of his commitment is moving to Stockholm, but my family is from Philadelphia and they make it seem like I've moved to Sweden with like the, Oh, you live in Connecticut now. Like I'm in this like foreign country. And so I, I, I understand, I understand, you know, I went to university here and you know met my wife and I've been here half my adult life. And I would still say I'm from Philadelphia as yeah. you might say, you're from Vermont and it's just kind of, it's kind of crazy. So yeah, that's, that's exciting. It's probably, a, it's an exciting time to, to be, outside of the country too, um, to kind of see how the, the world perspective is right now. Yeah. It's hard. It's kind of crazy to watch from a distance or like not yet, you know, from across the Atlantic. It's, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get too far into it, you know, <laughs> Hey, wherever we, yeah, wherever we go. No, my, uh, my best friend who's, um, uh, he lives in Wellington, New Zealand. Now he lived from, he, he, he was in New Jersey and he, he, he pulled a Steve and moved even further away. And so he, his perspective and what, like the articles and publications that are shared, you know, over there, what's kind of filtered over there is always, uh, it's always interesting to kind of get, you know, literal outside the country view of things. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And especially when you go home and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get home as much as I can now, you know, um, you know, parents getting older and stuff like that. And sister has kids. And so, I mean, family stuff, but more like, you can see like there's a, there is a discrepancy, you know, uh, yeah, it's just a different, uh, I don't know. Dip, we're watching different stuff. Yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> what was the biggest kind of culture shock when you're moving from the States to, to Sweden 
or just kind of thing that you, maybe you missed or what, what was like, what, what's different? Like, it sounds like I, it's on our bucket list, but I, I'm just kind of curious, yeah. like to go from like visiting, like, okay, I'm here for a week or two and kind of to like, you know, immersing yourself in the day to day. Ah, yeah, that's a great question. I, I think a lot of good questions you got here, AJ. Uh, I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, been, I've faced this question quite a few times. It's hard for me to answer really. I mean, it depends who's kind of asking. I think more from like an artistic perspective, I was like blown away when I came here. Um, you know, we had agencies like Snask and these really cool, like, you know, people my age just doing some amazing stuff. And in that sense, it's, I mean, it, for me, it was an adventure when I, right when I landed, you know, a bit. And of course, I, I had lived away from home quite a few times at that point. So I wasn't more focused on that. I was just kind of focused on what my situation would be. I guess the, the biggest culture shock was the, the, you know, the friendship stuff here. I mean, you, you just don't, you don't go to a bar and make friends. It, it's like, um, you know, everyone here has had like, they've grown up together and know each other for very long periods of time. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I did have an in and I, you know, obviously I had people around, but it wasn't like as immediate as, you know, there, there are, there are acquaintances, but it doesn't really work that way, you know, um, not in the same way it does in the States, I think. So, I think that was probably one of the biggest culture shocks I got. Um, yeah, that was like, settling in took took longer than I had ever expected. So there's an intense Swedish haze, hazing period, is what I was I'm understanding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure some Swedes will listen to this and maybe you know, but I I don't think it, it's not. It, yeah, it it yeah, I don't want to make it sound bad or. Well, no, I think, I mean, I guess I have limited uh, knowledge, but what I, it just seems like that everything is really genuine and, and rich and deep. And so I can see how you can't just make that happen in a, you know, just in, in a shorter period of time. And it is a, it seems, yeah, it seems like a very open-minded and, you know, uh, I mean, uh, as, you know, place to be. And so I, I don't know, I, I, it makes sense to me, you know, I, I had some time where I lived in, in Europe and, you know, yeah. there, there was folks, you know, that when I was first there for work, it was short, short chunks of time. And so it was just kind of, you could see it was like a fringe, a fringe friendship. But then yeah. once they realized I was invested and I was there for longer periods of time, it had a little, had a lot more day-to-day -day intimacy. Like when you're a tourist, you visit and it's like, okay, we just want, like, it's kind of on the fringe, but then like. Yeah. To have to like go to the grocery store together or, you know, or like deal with like getting sick and like having to, you know, help each other. Like there's like no normalcy things that kind of make it really a, a genuine friendship that, yeah, I went back uh, earlier in the year and it was like, I hadn't seen these people in six or seven years, but it was like, boom, you know, it was, it, we'd been, been in touch. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I just left like Portland with like cruising around with my friends and snowboarding you know, all the time, and then just, like, cruising on our bikes, going to bars, you know, never, never land kind of stuff, and yeah, it was all about, like, just this kind of, yeah, just a, a crew that we had, it was so, you know, great, and then going to knock that, I think that was probably the biggest culture shock for me. Yeah, now, is, now this is definitely, uh, I'm not aware of it, is, it, is skiing and snowboarding as popular over there, I, I, I don't, or is accessible? Uh, I would say it's popular. It's just not as accessible. Um, definitely not like, you know, I, I from in Vermont when you can drive like 20 minutes or 30 minutes right. to Bolton Valley or like, you know, um, Stowe or wherever. I mean, it's more like you have to kind of, yeah, you either fly to the Alps or <laughs> you're going to drive or take a train maybe eight hours north or. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So, I yeah. Do have actually, we, we do have in Stockholm like the, the, the world's like closest proximity to a city ski area ever, but it's more like in my, it's more like a hill, you know? Yeah. I think they're given your background. Like they're like what people are probably excited about. You're like, Oh, so we're going to go to the bunny slope town and like, go check that out. Like, and like, that doesn't even equate to people. Like they're just excited. It's there. And you're like, Oh, this is, this is it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, I, I can see how that would be like, yeah, a little anticlimactic, but. When you have when you have kids, at least you can use that as an excuse to to train them how to do it. Yeah, of course. Awesome. So, 
we're we connected because of of Burlington Beer Company. You know what what's the what's the story there? How, how did you how did you connect with them? And you know on your kind of nomadic lifestyle, how did you kind of how did you become part of that? Because you're you know a partner with uh, Burlington Beer Company. Yeah, I I think I signed up first. I mean, I I met Joe when I was in fifth grade. In, uh, oh yeah! Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he hadn't quite figured out that he was going to brew beer yet, I don't think, but I definitely met him. He was a great above me. Yeah, I think, yeah, I must've met him when I was 11. Um, he only grew up like a half mile from my house. Uh, we always knew who each other were. Um, but we never really hung out much at all, if, if ever. Um, and, uh, then we ended up working at a pizza shop together. Uh, when I, we were both in high school, he was. I think he worked there for like, I don't know, six months. And I was there. I was there for a few years, actually, delivering pizzas. Uh, And yeah, man, that was how we met, you know. And somehow we just kind of like, he always knew that I was like doing graphic design. That was my thing. And like, you know, I found out he was doing beer. And um, he contacted me like 2013 and said, hey, I'm going to start this company. And He'd already been doing some brewing at like Dogfish Head and Evolution and, you know, I'd been working in beer for, you know, most of his career, which I thought was really inspiring. Um, we talked a bit, I mean, then it came to this whole thing, like, you know, what does he need and how will this work and, um, what, you know, what he, what he needed to grow the business. You know, I was a little bit less interested in what he, he was requesting rather than like what, what I could do to help him out. Um, so yeah, we came to like this conclusion of like, Hey, like I, I just said, like, if you give me a, you know, percentage, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be there for you, you know? Um, and you know, we could build this together. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, of course to like help him out at the time, you know, I couldn't really, you know, invoice him for, you know, six grand or whatever project <laughs> would be. Um, that would actually, you know, really hinder him and like just getting kegs or, you know, doing basic things. So I really saw like, just because I've known him and I just want to be straightforward, just be like, look, you know, you, you don't need my services so much at this moment, but you might, you know, at a later date, or give him whatever he needed. You know, he needed like a PPM to like, you know, get, you know, investors. I mean, it was, it wasn't just like this branding operation. It's more like, how do we create this business? And and creating like a great like per, you know perspective like proposal for for getting people to be interested to to buy into and believe in what you're doing and so that's kind of where we started um and yeah 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 well, that's great now i worked hey, working at a pizza shop is one of the best jobs you can have so i i definitely uh and you you're very uh you're very intimate with the folks you work with at a pizza shop so i i just love the I love the yeah. house. I love the house stories, how people meet, because I just think it's really, really cool how, like you said, you were different paths and still in touch, but not, you, know, you didn't grow up hanging out together, but you were you know, kind of in the same uh, universe, so to speak, and then kind of to come back to it. So I think that's great. Yeah. And our, our metabolisms were a bit higher, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's still, that's, yeah, that's still a problem that I'm, I'm dealing with. So I'm definitely, uh, if I worked at pizza shop right now, it'd be. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember thinking what I would eat, and I thought they were just like, you can make whatever you want, and I would just make these like monstrosities of like cheesesteak pizza, like I just whatever I could stuff down. Yeah, and I, I, I was excited because the first job I got paid under the table, and I thought that was like the most amazing thing because I get paid in cash every night, and I was like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, but that that is that is awesome when you're 15. Yeah, it was like the greatest because like because I'm oh right because on the flip side I remember the first time I got a quote unquote real check and they took all those taxes out, and that was like I remember my dad just kind of waiting for me to open it and being like, hey, how's I'm like, dad, what happened? Like I worked all this time. He's like, he's like, there you go. He's like, welcome, yeah, you know, welcome to the, welcome to the crew. <laughs> yeah, man, pizza, pizza. Yeah. Pizza's where it's at, yeah. I think pizza's like, yeah, pizza, uh, pizza shops and uh, you know, your corner bars or breweries are kind of the the lifelines of the the good communities. So, uh, yeah, you must not be getting good uh, good pizza over there. How's the yeah, the, right? It's pizza that can't be a, a oh, big. Uh, Carl, I mean, Carl Grandin's place, Omnipoyo, does some really great stuff. All um, right. Yeah, yeah, but you, I mean, other than you know, I'm not trying to plug them, but other than that, it's not that great. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, good job, Carl. And we are back. You're listening to episode number 40 of the 16-ounce canvas. Stephen McDonald, art director for Burlington Beer Company. Vermont Brewery, art director in Sweden. There's a first for everything. So, got to love it. And I just really love Stephen's story. It's just his path, you know, where, where it took him. You know, doing snowboards and really, you know, coming from Vermont town. You know, the history of... You know, Burton and love of Magic Hat and different, you know, other great designs and just really, you know, making a career out of it. It's a really positive story. You can see the growth that Burlington continues to have over time. And I think that, you know, those unique cans and design and vision, I think, really are, are a key part of that. I mean, it, it's part of the story that we always say, right? People pick it up or notice it because of the art and then what's inside has to keep them coming back. So I think there's a great, you know, co-op there. They're really working well together. And it's just really exciting to, to see that and to get to speak to him. You know, a lot of the artists that we, you know, speak with, we've, you know, had their products or we know of them. And it was just nice, you know, to, to speak with somebody with no pretense, not really sure where it was going to go, and to learn about their story and connect with really a stranger, you know. Uh, that's one of the interesting things here that, I feel that we've been able to do is connect with some great artists and great people from around the world and we're doing it without being face-to-face now we have had some great face-to-face interviews and we're gonna do some more in the future but I think that that's one of my you know and I say that too that's one of my favorite parts one of my favorite parts you know the whole thing is my big favorite part but one of my favorite things is really finding a way to connect with somebody over the phone by just wanting to learn more about them and their story and really just kind of listening. And the feedback that people have been giving has been great. I think we're really opening up a lot of new doors, a lot of new perspective on these artists and the hard work they're doing and how they do it, their process, and really good life stories, you know. Who knows where things are going to go, the, you know, the, the people in your neighborhood, so to speak. You know, they could be somebody that you are now an entrepreneur with and working hard with and, you know, building a business together. You never know. And so I think it's great to to keep the door open to possibilities and see where things take you. So that's our little public service announcement for this holiday season. So hopefully, who knows, maybe you'll see somebody have a little eggnog, say a couple carols together, and who knows, maybe in, you know, five years you'll, you'll start a business together. Now, that's not now, you know, Stephen connected. They were not having... Uh, eggnog, but you know, just giving some, just giving some topical holiday examples. So it goes without saying, though, this holiday season, please, 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 please be safe. Don't be an idiot. There's plenty of uh, easy ways to to get to and fro without having to be a statistic. So we do care too much about you to let that happen. So please, 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 please be safe. But without further ado, we are going to go right back into it. That's right. There's more where this came from. So here it is, the final part, part trace, number three, other ways to say three. Insert here, 16-ounce canvas, Art of Craft Beer podcast, Stephen McDonald, art director, Burlington Beer Company. So let's take a step back as an artist. How would you, the the work that you do, I, I kind of like it knowing your story, like a lot, of, um, they almost to me look like hieroglyphics or they're very... You know, they're very creative, modern, you know, um, and I want you, I, I want to say simple, but I always preface it by saying it's not making it easy, but just like they're very clean line work. They're not, you know, they leave a lot of empty space, which I really like. Um, how would you kind of describe your, your style or your, or your vision for, for some of the labels you're doing for Brilliant? Because I think they're really, I have to say, they're really unique. I mean, I, I think that you, you know, a lot of labels have some similarities, you know, some different similar styles, but I mean, I think that what you're doing for Burlington is kind of stands out on its own is really, um, yeah, there's not anything really like it out there. Hey, thank That's a, that's a huge compliment. And that's exactly kind of what I'm chasing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, um, when it came to, you know, when it came to Burlington, we started, <clears throat> we started like kind of really like authentic rustic Vermont, you know, 
And Joe had this more idea on the business to be like more of a community supported brewery, which is like, you know, community supported agriculture, which is basically like, you know, you, you pay a farmer a certain amount of money and you get milk, you know, every week or fresh milk or, you know, uh, eggs or however it works. Um, and, uh, so it was kind of based on that and that idea was great, except that it just didn't bring in enough people into the brewery or, you know, uh, we were creating like 12, you know, a, a beer every month and the, the costs were a bit high. So, I mean, we started at that place and then we kind of pivoted and that's, what's great about having like us as a team, because he can kind of like run me down and I'll be able to like change how the, the branding, you know, or how the, the vision kind of works. And, uh, I think this has been our, like our third shift, um, or pivot, I would say, um, into this area. And I, I, I remember going to like beer Vermont Brewers Festival at like 2014, um, looking at all of our competitors and like looking at us and just being like, wow, and like it kind of really slapping me right in the face right there. Like we need to do something completely different. Craft beer right now is, you know, I don't, I don't see so many limits in what you can or can't do. Um, as long as you're expressing, you know, yourself in a way or making a brand around yourself. Um, you know, I think that was kind of like the, the pivotal moment for me to like change everything. And I like, can't remember if it was 2013 or 2014, uh, our first year there, but I did, I, I just kind of took it into my own hands a bit more and just kind of gave Joe this more like really clean white space, something a little, little bit more different. We were actually a bit nervous in the beginning that it would look too like energy drink, <laughs> um kind of like too far you know and i kind of really like you know pulled him back on that and said like hey like i think if you know people are going to get it and we can actually use this um it's more of a system it's you know it's something that i can illustrate quite i wouldn't say quickly but i can use i can i can draw on that style so we didn't need to hire like an extra resource to to you know come in and 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 maybe create Moreover, we could actually use just my my skill set and um, and do something quite impactful, and I think that's what that's where it kind of started. Um, and the, the white, you know, the white can. I mean, we weren't the first. I mean, Modern Times did white before we did, but really kept things really largest like clean space. Um, we're doing a little bit less of it now, but uh, oh, that's that's kind of where it, where it began. Yeah, and I I think that. Yeah, I think, well, first of all, if I, I'm part of a co-op for, here in my my town, and I, there's some co-ops in Connecticut and other areas that have breweries associated with it, so uh, I'm always envious of that. If I had uh, Burlington as one of ours, uh, that would have uh, made it a lot easier. I would definitely trade a few of the uh, extra rows of Brussels sprouts and kale that we've been getting lately. It seems like that's like the fallback, like when they don't, you know, when, when the when the harvest isn't as fruitful, it's like, oh, well, here's an extra thing of kale. I'm like, oh, a growler beer would be good if you can work that in. So if you're listening there, Stone Farms, we love to, love to see you team up with somebody local. But yeah, and I think it's great. And I think that, I, I mean, I love empty space because I think that a lot of times, I mean, you even see, I even see with my kids, like it's the, they feel they need to <clears throat> fill the whole piece of paper up sometimes. And it's not, you know, it's not necessary. It's not necessary to do that, and I think it really kind of in in the lines. You know, they're they're extra thick. You know, the colors are really vivid. You know, there's not a lot of they're not super busy. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, I see some of the newer cans with the using the aluminum as kind of a you know additional color. I, I do like that that kind of visual trick. But I think that they're really they're like strong icons. I like that, but they're still modern interpretations of what you're trying to represent with the, you know, the different types of beer. So I think I, I really, yeah, I really dig it. I've unfortunately haven't had a lot of the, the beer cause I'm, you know, the, the distro down here in Connecticut, but I have, I remember the first time I had a wizard and I was just like, what is going on with this can? It was just, it was really, it was great. Cause I was just, it was definitely before I had this project in mind. And when I started doing it, you know, the, started doing this project, um, yeah, I really thought of that just kind of that experience of how that can was just like so so different than anything I'd really seen before so I really I really applaud you there Steve well thanks man I mean I, I, I for me it's more just like doing a less literal interpretation of like what people would expect um, or yeah like so you know we don't need to illustrate Vermont as like this green 
landscape with the mountains and the hops that you know we're putting into it you know so i, I like i'm really inspired by i know it's one of your 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 questions that you normally ask is more like you know what kind of people are doing it good and I, I think for me it's like i like stepping away from that and we you know i grew up in a place with like magic hat and they were doing some just wacky like frank zappa inspired stuff and i think that's kind of where i love that beer i mean i love their graphics um yeah i even though it's kind of dated a bit now i think but i mean i mean i think jack or jdk the, the design company that did them they they just did such a fantastic job with that brand um and i think I kind of had that understanding pretty early on and I was still not pushing back with Joe maybe a, a bit on it. I mean, I, I don't, he never, he's always been super collaborative with me. There's no, there's never been like any kind of thing. We've always had a discussion around it. And, um, I'm just glad he believes in me. I'm mean, like that we can actually do those kind of things. Uh, I think that's the biggest hesitancy from you seeing more stuff like that is that there is this kind of concern for people not wanting to take that risk maybe to to be that iconic or simplistic or have that kind of you know that visual aesthetic in a way because it, it can put you a little bit and people equate that to loss of sales or i don't know brand or whatever they're trying to you know they have an idea maybe about what it should look like or should be and i think it's cool that it's a little bit off but it's still on in some way yeah and i, and I think now more than ever and we've kind of talk about it here and there is the on different episodes but i don't i think that the way beer is gone now i don't think it needs to be as traditional of you know 18 or 24 point font with the name every time and what i mean i i think that the the space the hieroglyphics the the modernism the really you know thick and rounded lines and, and really clean images that to me is almost that is the branding of burlington i mean i think that that really resonates i mean it resonates with me you know i think that without you having you know huge you know BBCO you know on the in, you know in a huge circle, yeah. You know you could easily do that. There's plenty of space for it on the front or the back pane to easily throw one of those. You know to to just easily take that circle you have and and make it you know three four five times and still would the can would still work, but it's yeah. you know people, you know people are drawn to the art, but also you know that I think that once they're once is an intimate experience where they like. Burlington and that's like their brewery I think that they they want they you know they look for the new art because you know the beer draws them in and the art kind of is makes them proud of it you know and, and the shirts and the designs I think it kind of gives you a lot more freedom to do things you know and be a little more creative and it starts conversations I think you know what is that or what, who, what beer is that you know you show it with a six or, or a four pack of that and people were you know started talking about it the shirts are you know they're not just uh, you know old school you know ways of ways of designing so i'm glad you keep pushing and i think that the progression is it's kind of nice to see it i, I do like the the new silver cans but you know i think it's kind of a good contrast to the to the you know the the og whites yeah the og whites are my fave you know yeah um, and uh but joe i mean joe just making so much beer and the you know the expansion of the brewery has been been you know we we've been changing a lot of the the way that we release our beer too. Um, so the, the the clear cans are actually supposed to be brewery only. That was the original idea for like the first six months, <laughs> and then you know obviously a distributor is like knocking on the door and just being like, hey, we we we're getting a lot of requests for these too. <laughs> so um, you know it's a good it's a good it's a good problem. But um, we're actually going to be doing new labels starting January two thousand eighteen uh, with a new producer and everything. So it's going to be really exciting. I'm super excited about that. Oh, you can't leave us with that. So what's the story with those? What's the, what's, give us a hint. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like been this, the transition of every, like all the graphics have kind of like, kind of just responded to like what the needs of the brewery and, you know, the applicant, I mean, we're, we're getting a, you know, a canning line. I mean, that, that alone changes how we deal with labels um when it comes to pricing who we actually use and what ask you know what kind of like substrate we'll use and stuff like that so we've been working on some new stuff for the last three months um and uh, you know as the brewery's gotten bigger we've actually been able to you know purchase ingredients actually further out um you know it's a very hard thing to do as a as a beginning brewery to 
you know, to purchase, you know, good, good ingredients uh, for the beers that you want. You don't always get access to those. So um, as we've gotten, you know, you know, you've just basically gone through the years and you've been able to order better stuff. And of course, everything's going to kind of keep shifting with that as well. I mean, we're not going to leave the old brand. Nothing. You're not going to like not see anything. I mean, we're not redoing anything by any means. It's just more of like an update to kind of keep things you know, progressing. You're not going to not see a, a, a beer can on the shelf and not know it's not brought into beer company. Um, it's more just like keeping things a little bit more fresh. We're introducing some more colors, a little bit more brand, like kind of shifts that will, you know, help everything. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff in the brewery as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of things happening kind of constantly. So it's kind of this constant evol- uh, evolution, kind of growth thing that I'm just trying to keep up with <laughs> yeah keep, keep me busy with. yeah exactly <laughs> so um but right. yeah no, it's, we'll it's, it's exciting we'll leave it at that keep us updated we'll, we'll get the word out i do i do i try to squeeze as much uh breaking news as i can out of you but i think that you're doing a good job keeping that on lock and key um especially with the fact that you're gonna have, be able to can in-house was part of the reason for the the simple or not as many colors was it a, a printing decision that you tried to limit the colors for, for cost or was it just kind of like sim- try to be as like simple as possible? It was in the beginning. I think we were trying to print on can uh, with some of our flagships. Um, then those, you know, that didn't work out financially at the moment. So we had to, you know, reposition with wraps. And then now we've gone to, uh, you know, other wraps. So it's, it, it's, it's changed like three times. I think that's just probably one of the best things I've ever done for Brunton Beer Company is just been able to be there for those kind of shifts in need for, you know, those production, those production needs. Um, and, uh, well, yeah. Now is that, is that hard? Was that a hard kind of transition? Cause obviously I think that people are artists and they can draw, but like having to work with, you know, limited colors or kind of how it's going to output or, you know, the, 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 feel of the can, you know, kind of the, the rounded contour of the, the canvas, so to speak. You know, I always find that to be an, a challenge that folks really didn't know was gonna, kind of was out there when they kind of got into deciding to do labels, you know, they're like, oh, I can draw and that's usually what draws you in, but you know, you probably have a new love and appreciation for, you know, kind of printing and kind of, uh, how the CPG and you know all that stuff works. Yeah, I, I mean, of course, it. I've, I'm always fighting for how we can actually have our best presentation. Um, but again, like sometimes, you know, that's one reason why we're kind of revisiting everything is because, you know, to do a rat, like to do the old, the OG white cans, as you call them, which I thought was a great name, uh, you know, it, our production costs can almost double. Um, just not not for like you know the overall product but just for the can itself so how can we like shift that and you know maybe we're not going to get the best thing at the very end but we're going to get you know something that's looks really good and you know still communicates us um, I mean, these are real things that a lot of brewers actually face. I mean, you can actually see it, you know, with other half and everyone like that, they're applying their labels, like just basically like almost like around the can. They're not wrapping them and, you know, heat shrinking them, then shipping them off and then getting them delivered to us. So, you know, we don't have a lot of that equipment. So for us to be able to kind of like streamline those costs is, is super important for us because we'll be able to do those, like, you know, those those on can prints <laughs> at a later date, you know. So it's exciting, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Each year you have a milestone. It's like okay, you get past the first year, then it's like holy shit, we're still here. And then you kind of, then you kind of look how you can fine tune things and you know kind of continually you know evolve, but yet still grow. So it's it's uh I, I yeah I love the business aspect of it and the even just the the project management you know about it. I find it to be extremely stressful i can only imagine but it's really exciting just to see because it's a hyper competitive market and then to be in in vermont which is kind of now like a you know a beer you know beercation type place and you know in the u.s so i think it's a it's an exciting time for you guys yeah it it is good and like a lot of the stuff that we're selling i mean it is on shelf stuff as well but i mean 
this is going to sound horrible. We don't need like the like the the fanciest, flashiest, you know, m- you know, best label ever. <laughs> uh, we just need to like communicate us and like that the beer is good and you know we have we don't have like a, uh, we only distribute in Vermont. So <clears throat> for me at this time, I mean, I don't think you know in the years to come uh, maybe in the next you know whether five years we'll be talking very much different conversation but for now like costs and kind of growth are like you know very very uh, important yeah and if we're talking in five years and i'm still doing this then i'm uh, life is good i'm i'm fucking super happy just to be honest with you steve like i'm having a great time and meeting folks like yourself if you're in five years and We'll come back to this one, and I'll be uh, I'll be excited. So I hope, yeah, obviously, it just I'm, that's self-serving right there. But if we're doing this in five years, I know you guys will still be around. But if people are still, if there's that would be like 250 artists I have to talk to, so life would be pretty good. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, how are you feeling? After, how are you feeling after 30? What do you say, 39, or was it? 30? Uh, we did 36. We've got to go. We've got two or three in the you know in the that are kind of already recorded. And so I, I'm feeling great. I mean, the hardest part is just scheduling the time. You know, I do have a nine to five job. And so I'm in sales. So I do have some flexibility there, but it's, um, yeah, it's been great. Cause I really think that, um, one of my favorite parts and it's weird to be in one answering questions, but it's just the, the fact that I don't think that a lot of artists are depending where they are in their career. They, they're not always, um, aware of where they're, that they're, they're a unique piece of it. And they want to, they think I want to talk to them about beer or, you know, about different, you know, what releases are coming out. And it really just kind of, I really like the story. And I think everyone's got a different story. And I think that for me doing this, there's like, you're a mix, like you're an, you're an entrepreneur, you know what I mean? You're a traveler, you know, you're an artist. Like, so I love, everyone's got a unique story. And there's a lot of similarities that like, kind of, we broke it down. So I just think it's, I really just like the, the connecting with people. And I really, that, that's really been the best part about it. Cool. That's awesome. So, what the with you being you know there's a, there's a six hour time difference how do you how is the the kind of the project management the scheduling how how do you and you know joe and the team work that out like how how far in advance is you know do you know that you're gonna have a you know cam release coming out and then you need to get a label for uh, it's varied and we've gotten like way better at the streamlining of it um obviously when we first you know started we had far fewer releases. Um, so I think now Joe's coming out with a beer like every two weeks. Um, a lot of those graphics are like a certain series, so they might be recycled just with a different color. Um, we've had to find ways to just be able to like keep up with the demand with what, you know, how much he's creating, <laughs> which I think is a great, which is great. Um, I'm no complaints here, but that's like that systematic thing that we've had to find a bit um, we use, uh, I'm, I don't think anyone minds say it, but we use Trello. So basically Joe and me build like, uh, like a, you know, a list of stuff. Uh, it's like kind of what developers use to actually like create, you know, websites, stuff like that. It's more like a ticket system. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's really great. Um, it's something that I've used in my, my career. Uh, with projects I've worked on in the past. And so, I mean, he kind of just nailed it and just everything is on Trello. So everyone in the brewery is on Trello um, and uh, knows what they have to do. I mean, he can write up cards that, you know, for for Alex, our head brewer, to do, you know, two days in advance. And so Alex knows every day what he has to go go in and do. It makes us every, everyone very efficient. Um, and, um, yeah, I, it, I mean, obviously it's really streamlined our process joe comes up with all the names he's very he does all this a lot of the social media himself too i mean joe joe does a lot of work and he's he's inspiring man um so i'm just you know kind of just helping him out when i can i know how busy he is um and i just want to you know we work together like if it comes to like a a certain situation where i don't really understand like what he's trying to get out of a certain beer you know, um, but usually it's pretty clear. Uh, a lot of it has to do with some kind of music <laughs> that he's into, um, and we're into the same kind of music, so it's cool. So I don't know. It's um, yeah, it's quite actually. It's quite easy, and I was trying to like figure out like how I could actually describe this process because it's it's really just quite simple. Like he fills out a ticket, 
tells me like what's what's about gives me as much details as he can and then i kind of take it from there and it's usually something around like you know some kind of term like inertia you know that's like movement and things so i kind of like you know try to see how i can visualize that um or you know wizard obviously is pretty straightforward you know i'm gonna go for that beard um you know or <laughs> you know just like yeah just that's kind of how it works and i just throw stuff at him and he just he gets we get kind of psyched on it and then he's like yeah this might work with that and you know he's he's really good at like being um how do you say collaborative in that way like creatively he's not like there's no like like um i don't know he's not like owning it in a way it's it's like we're creating it together kind of scenario he's not like a client it's it's more like um yeah it's not top down it's kind of like yeah i think that's important yeah and he, i don't know just his feedback is always like you know yeah it's great and it's just kind of like evolved in this kind of that kind of a friendship or a partnership in a way where you know we just have this understanding now i mean over the years it's kind of been refined a lot he knows what to expect and i know what to you know give and um so yeah, it's it's really it's a really the, one of the coolest projects I've ever done for sure, if not the coolest. Well, go Joe, yeah, yeah, Joe. If, like I said, you go to BurlingtonBeerCompany.com, you can see a big uh, smiling face of Joe there, his mug right there on the uh, the about page and the whole team, which I like. And um, yeah, I just really I really like uh, everything that you guys are you're doing. And uh, unfortunately, given the the distribution, I'll have to I'll have to make a trip up to Burlington soon. Or up to actually, you guys aren't even in Burlington; it's in Williston, but it's uh it's nearby so that's definitely twist my arm yeah well we can work something out you know i got a guy i know a guy yeah right <laughs> or if joe if you need a couple ideas for you know maybe the a canvas or aesthetic be good I, I can come up with beer names all, all day just feed me beers and i'll just shoot them out to you, you i take the baseball approach if i hit like 300 i'll be good so it'll be good yeah just you know anytime you want to go up just let me know yeah sounds good man but um yeah, so I just, you mentioned, you know, again, one of my favorite, this is probably my favorite question is so, it's not about art or anything like that, but you said, you know, you and Joe have similar styles of music, you know, what, when you're creating, Steve, what's the, you know, what's the, what's the scene like? Are you kind of tunes going or do you need quiet? Do you have, is there a certain, you know, paint the picture for us at the, at the Steve studio? Uh, I, I thought a lot about this one, man, because it's a, uh, for me, it's a big one. Uh, I really, I love music. Um, and so I guess <laughs> the Steve studio, um, I listen to like a lot of like more melodic indie, like, like out the album leaf or like Tycho kind of like, yeah, like more low key stuff, a little bit, like a little bit of beat, something that happens, but like, it's not distracting, you know? Um, there can be times when I maybe push it into like, you know, I don't know other, other genres, but you know, I grew up on like East Coast hardcore and I've been through, you know, now I'm listening to like a, a trap hit by, you know, Travis Scott. So <laughs> I can't really give you <laughs> like a, a fir like a firm, uh, yeah, answer on what really makes me tick because it's kind of like almost like a, a seasonal. Yeah. Kind of that I have. I love that but, too. So what's yeah. on, what do you what do you what's on the if you pull up your your Pandora or your Spotify like what what was what were you listening to this week because I mean I like I think because I always say and it's it's almost cliche but I just feel like music for me is kind of uh, story points in my life and I can tell you you know if I hear a song I can be like wow I heard that in a couple of years I remember you know my wife and I were on this trip or you know this song reminds me of when my son was born and this song reminds me of you know, so yeah I. I think that the beauty of music is that the rabbit hole we can go down and find a new artist just by what we already know we like. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of going back to like some of my oldies. Um, I just actually saw Tycho play here. I don't know, not even a year ago, which was great. Uh, he's a great designer. I don't know if you know that, but Scott Hansen, he's probably one of my biggest inspirations, but he's also like a, you know, the lead guitarist for this band Taika, which is really cool. Um, yeah, and they're a band to sorry to interrupt, but they I, I I hadn't really heard of, and I think um, uh, Dean yeah Dean McKeever who does who now pretty much does all the Treehouse labels um, in in Massachusetts. He he introduced me to them, and that was definitely a there's something I go back to now quite regularly. So that, that's my that this is my most self serving question because I basically then just take. 
<laughs> I mean, it'll, I'll make your I'll make your episode sound great, and we'll put some of your favorites on it. But then I just save save the different tracks, and we do a we do a different um, artist kind of playlist. We do so we do like a twelve pack of the different artists, and we put oh, them you all do together. okay, uh, okay, okay. So do you want something like specific? No, it's right. no, 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 no. I mean, whatever you you know, we'll we'll figure it out, man. Like I said, this is supposed to be relaxing. You're not supposed to. You know, I'm not trying to stress you out or talking about your favorite bands. Then I'd be doing a really shitty job as a host here. Uh, yeah, so I, I wrote it down because I was a little bit nervous about this question. But I mean, because it, it's it's quite abroad for me. Um, and there's been a lot, you know, because it could like mob deep when I was, you know, my angry 18s or, you know, like, uh, I mean, but for me, the, yeah, right now, like my my jams are like more the album leaf, like Tycho for sure. Um, and then like Explosions in the Sky or Godspeed, You Black Emperor. Like, I don't know, it's like, not not much lyrics, just a little build up, you know. And uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a, I, they're they're intense because it has that like the kind of like you said it's, it can be in the background, but then once you kind of once you dive into it, it has the you know the peaks and it's really you know kind of that the builds up. And yeah, I mean I like that, and I've kind of found myself even a little bit more of like electronic music, not as much like um, rave music, but just kind of that you know definitely a little more instrumental stuff it's really nice and so you can kind of and you can jump in and jump out of it too because i can find myself it's a lot of lyrics at times to sing it along like i'm you know uh jerry Maguire singing free falling and you know down the highway and so i which i'm pretty good at too i'm a good sing-alonger but you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we can be distracting I mean, you, you, you talked about cigarettes uh recently too oh, i love them yeah 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 they're, pretty yeah, they're a band that had no pretense there. I mean, you know, my friends introduced me to that. I think we were in a, it was an evolution of our, you know, we were in a good Radiohead period and yeah. I wanted to go see them and it just had no, I had no expectation. I mean, I listened to them a little bit and I was just blown away. Cause I, first of all, like I said, I mean, I guess, I mean, I probably consider myself more of like a jam, like hippie fan. Yeah, I'm definitely fish is like my go-to and, um, but like everybody sat, it was the beacon. So I was like, oh, which is like an iconic, uh, for those that were checking in, it's like an iconic theater in, in Manhattan. It's, you know, yeah. it's a beautiful, like 2,500 person theater. And it's really, it's really nice. But I was expecting, you know, the Allman Brothers are famous for playing there. Like all these great shows have happened there. And so I was ready to like, I thought it was going to be like a rock show and I had to sit there for you know two hours and it was just like this. And it was, it was, and I, it was move It was moving. Like I was, I was shocked. Like how, how much I was at first I was like, this is kind of weird. I got to sit here. Like, but then it was beautiful. Like it was like art to, you know, they had like, it was really simple. The stage design, you know, the lights, you know, a lot of usage of uh, silhouettes and you know, it was, yeah, I was, I, so I end up seeing. I've seen them like four or five times now, and every time. I mean, I haven't seen them in a few years now, but every time I see them, it's just like, it's like it's draining. Like I leave there, and I feel like I'm like I'm physically, emotionally draining. I do very minimal like movement, so it's just a it's a weird, amazing experience. <laughs> it's pretty moving. I've seen them. I've seen them once. So, but uh, it was quite a small, small gig. But, but uh, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. There's a great video it's, of them. Yeah, there's a great. Just, yeah, this is Vermont. Oh yeah, they're definitely yeah. They're, I've seen them almost as it gets. Oh yeah, they're pretty yeah. They're I've seen them like sixty times. Like they're they're my go-to. No way. Yeah, I mean I have friends who've seen them a couple hundred times. So I always feel like when I tell people that it's like wow. <laughs> in my head I'm just going well that's not that much. Like in the I, yeah because I saw them the first time in '96 and so I've been seeing them you know a couple times a year since then. Wow, wow. I wish I could say I saw a band sixty times. Oh yeah, I've I used to manage a band. I saw them like 250 times. That, that got yeah, that was that was a little crazy. So that's kind of why I try to stay creative. I just I think it's important, especially with the with my little guys. You know, I think it's just important to show them that you can do things that aren't you know traditional and you know find find a good outlet and happiness. So that's kind of why we do this. Cool. Well, Steve, uh, yeah, I thank you so much, man. And you said uh, when you come stateside, I would I would love to to meet in person. That's really the you know, kind of the the phase two of this is kind of just uh, you know we met some amazing people from our, from around the world. You know, you're helping me me up, me be able to say that, and so I just maybe uh, like the opportunity to you know thank you in person and maybe have a couple and see where we go. Yeah, of course, man. Well, thanks. Yeah. We'll do. And uh, again, um, let's uh, do some do some plugs. BurlingtonBeerCompany.com dot com you know, is the website. You can find them on all the uh, 
social sites on Instagram, Burlington Beer. And then you can find uh, Steve McDonald on Twitter, Steve G McDonald 2. So there must be a Steve G McDonald 1. You guys battled out, you and Steve, the original Steve G? You know, I, that, I'm the original. I'm, I'm both 1 and 2. Oh, there we go. Yeah, but I messed up one. I don't know what happened. I forgot the password or something. Yeah, that's the <laughs> worst. That was people we like this Twitter thing is not going to be big. No one's going to give a shit about this. Who cares? I'm not the biggest Twitter, but I do do appreciate the plug. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, uh, what, what, what's your? I would say your your so your Instagram is probably your, your your best follow along, right? Steve G McDonald. Yes, and then the Facebook. But I mean, that's more of obviously like a yeah. It's just a more of a Facebook page. Yeah, I think the website and it says new website coming in 2017. So um, we're near the end of 2017, Steve. So I'm just, give, I'm just, give, I'm just giving you a heads I, up. I'm just giving I you a heads up. Time. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to edit that graphic coming 2018. What? And I always say this, and I think it's a compliment. I think people, designers and illustrators and everybody, you're so busy that your own kind of self-promotion i think is the fact that you're busy the websites are never up to date i always actually question folks if it's like updated within like the last 90 days that to me is a suspect it's like then you are definitely not working on your portfolio uh what if it's post updated after this yeah right oh i do that too i do that trick i post it and then it's like oh i this went live at 1201 it was really like four in the afternoon but it's like got all the other ones were posted at 1201 that's gonna drive me crazy you know it's like i didn't auto publish it so yeah so yeah, as we're ta- as we're talking, the website just updated. It says updated website coming 2019. So we're good. You're good. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, well, Steve, thank you so much. And uh, like I said, hopefully we can uh, connect in 3D. But it's been a really nice uh, talking to you. And I felt we could talk for hours and keep doing what you're doing. I think that it's super unique, and I really. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy it, and it's like the cool part is, like I said, um, you know, sorry, Joe, I haven't had a lot of the beer, but I, I know that I really like the art, so that's really that, you know, that doesn't um, sell beer, but it really is the reason we're doing this is we're beer agnostic, and so I really just uh, wanted to speak to the man behind the cans. So thanks so much, Steve. Hey AJ, thanks so much for having me, man. It's been uh, it's been great. Yeah, good. Now, yeah, I think it's nice for people to kind of be introspective and, you know, you probably don't talk about yourself very often. I think that your art speaks for itself. And so I think that, um, yeah, it's really nice. And I think folks will really, really dig your story. Cool. We're definitely going to, we're going to see each other for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. All right, Steve, I'll be in touch and thanks so much, man. Hey, take care, AJ. All right. Cheers. And there we have it, folks. The essential Steve McDonald interview right here on the 16-ounce canvas. Now, you may have heard a few times uh, throughout the episode where I said I didn't have the beer. But I want to take a quick second to say that has changed and changed for the better. I want a big thanks to Steve and Joe and the crew up there who sent me some of the brews. It was awesome. Got an eight-pack of all different beers from them. Got to really have the variety pack. And the best part was it was right before a big family weekend trip. Myself, the family, my father, my sister, brother-in-law all went down to our nation's capital. Had a nice weekend there. We had an apartment. We were all together. And so we had a nice little family, you know, beer sharing and tasting. And it was really, really nice, you know, to be able to, you know, I could see my dad was proud that, you know, I had these beers that somebody sent me because of the work we're doing on the podcast, which warmed my heart, and then to be able to share great beer with family and have them try something they never experienced before and really like it. It was really nice. You know, it was a mix of different styles. You know, all the other IPAs, their American Pale Ale, you know, the the iconic Wizard, and you know, showing them the art. Um, you know, my late mother-in-law really loved Lighthouses. Uh, one of the cans has a really cool you know modern lighthouse so that was really kind of uh you know nice little you know subtlety there for us and it was just really a great experience and it was just nice it's we do this for our love of it we do it for our passion and something that we're just really proud of and so i mean we've been really blessed we've met some great people you know present company included just like in life it's the little things so again huge huge thanks to you know uh, burlington beer company uh, Mr. Steve McDonald. The website is in the works. So I think that uh, you can look for that, stevegmcdonald.com. It is coming soon. 
you get to see a uh, you know, nice picture of Steve to find out you've reached him. And so get in touch with him on the Instagram, Steve G. McDonald. That's probably your best bet right there. So this is great. Episode 40, 40. Insane. Our 40-pack, our 40-ounce, I guess. I don't know. We're having a great time. We've, been, we've already spoken to some great folks since uh, last time we joined you, and we're working on you know, locking down our fifth, like I said before, and it's just really been great. Again, you know, looking at some uh, different options for our 3D um, project, and so I know we always say we like to meet everybody in 3D, and that's one of the goals. We are going to do a future episode where we video, you know, do a little video for it, try to you know, bring some of that together. You know, you'll see my uh, face made for radio, and we'll just we'll just keep going. We'll keep challenging. You know, keep pushing the envelope, and you know, it's it's exciting. We're we're, we're growing. And honestly, as long as the artists want to talk to me, you know, that would pretty much that's pretty much my, you know, my gold star, and that 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 is you know why we do it to learn more about them. But the feedback and the engagement we've been getting from everyone, you know, Instagram and, and Facebook and even Twitter has been really nice. It's just really. It's growing. You can see that folks are checking out what we're doing. You know, when I see other people recommend this to friends that they think would like it, that is amazing. So it doesn't go unnoticed. If you have any feedback, you know, shoot me an email, aj at 16 ounce canvas. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And if you have a moment, maybe head on over to iTunes, drop a little rating, uh, give a review. Be kind. But, you know, if it's a, it's a very critical review, as long as you're honest and you know, know that you'll be, you know, making me cry. You know, that that's fine. But, um, well, yeah, another episode in the books, and we couldn't be happier. Steve G. McDonald, the one and the only, joining us here. We had a great time. It was really just a great experience. Like I said, we're hoping to get together when he comes to New York City. And a huge thanks again to the Brilliant Beer Company. Until next week, everybody, have a happy holidays. Enjoy the time with your family. Make the best of it. We have one more episode before the end of the year, and we will keep on grooving. So have a great one. I do apologize a little under the weather. Had had a few uh, coughings, and uh, hopefully we'll be feeling better next week. Vitamin C, vitamin C. Get some juicy. We'll get some juicy IPAs that must have vitamin C in them. All right. Until next week, everybody. Have a good one. Merry Christmas.